1: R-U-P-N-L-P. This is the Premier Non-League Podcast. There might only be two of us tonight, but it's probably two of the best. It's uh, me and Chris here for uh, episode 57 of the Premier Non-League Podcast. Well, Chris, it's only you and me. Um, We look like we've been hit by injuries and suspensions this evening, don't we? I think uh, Gaz has had his internet suspended and James is just, well, James, and I think Pete's suffering with a bad back, isn't he?
2: Yeah, he's, um, he's not too grand, so I'm sure we'll hold the fort. I'm sure we'll be okay. Um, I'm sure we will. Um,
1: we're going to go straight into it this evening. We're not going to mess around as there's only the two of us. And uh, no better place to start than the FA Cup, which takes place again this weekend with the second round. And um, I'm delighted to welcome our special guest this evening, Aldershot Towns Assistant Manager, Hugo Langton. Hugo, welcome to the Premier Non-League Podcast.
3: Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, good to be here. hope you're both well. Thank
1: you. Yeah, very well, thanks, Hugo. Um Great to have you on. Obviously, we've known each other for probably three, three four years, maybe a bit longer than that.
3: Something like but that. Feels longer, Trey.
1: It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, we <laughs> all, always crop up at games somewhere, don't we? Um, somewhere yeah, along the that. line, if, if you're not in work or I'm traipsing around somewhere. But obviously, you've been at all the since the back end, just before the back end of last season. Um, you've got your FA Cup second round game against Stockport this coming Sunday. thought a really good time to actually have you on. Your National League form's brilliant at the moment. What are you looking forward to for the the weekend game? Obviously, Stockport going really well in, you know, League Two as well, but, you know, yourselves are on a good run too.
3: Well, first and foremost, let's, you know, remember that Stockport are are banging form. I know they lost at the weekend at Newport, but everyone has a little uh, blip here and there. But when I was at King's Inn a few years ago, we played them, and I remember... um, the manager telling us like what their plan and their expectation was over the you know the next four or five years and it's huge you know and I know the infrastructure of the club's excellent we're a brilliantly run club uh, full of really really good players so but we know what the task in front of it is it's going to be really really hard but hey listen it's the FA Cup we're at home which is what we wanted um, we've just got a really really tough task in front of us but you know what it's it's one we're going to enjoy we're going to have a good week on the training ground and all I can tell you is that I'm confident that we'll put out a team that will that will give them a game and what will be, will be. I just hope that uh, the FA Cup gods are smiling down on us.
1: Well, they certainly were in the first round, weren't they? I can't cast our minds back to that and the 7-4 winner, Swindon, which nobody saw coming. Um, and maybe, maybe a tiny bit of gloss taken off at the end with the four goals after you were 7-0 up. But when you've got the luxury to take off all three strikers at 7-0 up... Yeah. Um, yeah. That's something you don't get every Saturday, is it?
3: I think no, but you know, at seven nil, we actually went eight nil up. But um, Josh Stokes had a goal disallowed that we've seen it pack, and it was he was given as offside, he was onside. But you know, you got to that sixty-sixty fifth minute, and like you're thinking ahead to what's coming in the next sort of. I can't remember what we where we went the following week, but it was like the front three had done their job, so um, we can make five substitutions. So we made five, and I think four of them were kids, one of the other one was Kwame thomas and uh, we we just thought, you know what let's give the kids a little sample of of the experience. We just hoped that Swindon wouldn't score seven goals um, <laughs> but I think it's you know the seven four isn't isn't a fair reflection of the game. seven 0 was a fair reflection of the game, but I think Tommy Bridgerton, he said that some idiots idiots i e him and his staff. Made the five substitutions, but I think if it was a league game, we wouldn't have done it. But uh, we, we were in such an unusual position, it was a fantastic position, you know, and um, it was great to give some of the younger lads, you know, as I said, some experience of, of that sort of day. We should both done well in the future as well. Were you actually, you know, were you literally seven goals better than them on the day, Hugo? Well, um, yeah, I think it's pretty fair to say that we were. I, I mean, we we were three and up after nine minutes. Uh, and then, as you can imagine, there was a lot of, you know, there was some swindle pressure on us, you know, but we defended very, very well. And I remember saying to, to Tommy Wigginton and, and Richard Dryden, who's, um, you know, also in the staff with this, we've just got to get to half time and not concede. Because if you go in at 3 0, it's very different to um, mm. 3 the, 1. But then we scored a fourth goal before half time, so it was fine, right? So we're putting it up. And at half time, it's like, let's, let's not please them. If you, the moment you walk into a change room and say, right, well done. Is every chance that they take the foot off the pedal, and so we just agreed before we went to speak to the players. Look, we, we've got to keep telling them, tell them how we can score some more goals. What can we do better? And that's what we did. And, and we were all thinking as staff, right? We just got to keep it tight for the next ten minutes and not concede. But by the ten minutes, we were sixth and up. So um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a, it was a really crazy game, and it, I've never been involved in anything like it in terms of. A team that I worked with playing like that, and I doubt I ever will again. But we, we we were just phenomenal. I, I can't explain it. The front three of, of Tola Stokes and Jack Barham. I'm going to put Kwame Thomas in that bracket as well because what he does for the team's outstanding. They they get a lot of recognition and plaudits, but those those guys wouldn't be able to do what they do without the platform that's behind them. You know, I think it's been it's been really very much uh, a, a team effort. Was it
1: was it very much just the game plan went exactly as you've worked on a week in training?
3: Yeah, we were, we planned to be three it up after nine minutes. Um, <laughs> no, look, I mean, when 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 you play those sort of games, you know, you're very wary of obviously they're a higher division team, they're at home, but you know, we we didn't prepare any differently to how we would do if it was an, if it was a national league game. Um, I, I just think it helped that. You know, we, we knew where we could hurt Swindon, but we also were wary of where they could hurt us. And the first goal, we I think the, we had the kick-off and they didn't get the ball off us. And I think within 40, 50 seconds, we'd scored. Then they made a mistake very quickly from their kick-off and we scored again. Uh, so you find yourself tuning it up and then it just kind of went went on from there, really. Um, it, it just gives it gives people, I think, the word. I, it's a word I don't really like, but I'm going to use it. It just gives us a bit of confidence so we could. That we could win, yeah.
1: So, when you're 3 0 up after 10 minutes and you turn to Tommy, what do you say? Do you say, How do we manage this now? Do we sit on the three? Do we go for more?
3: Well, play we, the thing is with us, um, not just us as a staff, and that's all of the staff, but also just how we are is that I think we're the sort of team that if we try and sit on something, um, teams will hurt us. We, we, we have to attack us, that's, that's our strength. You know, Mr. Um, attack's why we win so many We've won so many games, not by like, uh, there's always the other team always score. So we've had mm-hmm. three twos, four twos, seven fours. You know, it's, they're always like, we've had a few three twos as well. It's almost like we've got to score. You're going to score, but we're going to score more than you. Yeah. yeah. We're aware of that. And when we get clean sheets like we did, we've had a couple recently at home against Minster and against Halifax. They're, they're really, really pleasing because. We know what we are going forward, and it's something that if it's Swindon, four of the seven goals that I see them regularly on our training ground most days. So it was no kind of coincidence that we scored that kind of goal. But we work, we we work so hard defensively, you know. And um, I like to think that you know you look at against Halifax and, and against Kidderminster, and even against Bromley. If you take away the first three minutes, when we were two nil down. Other than that, I think we're, we're making progress defensively. But we know we know what we are. We know what, what we need to get better at. That's what we're going to keep trying to do.
1: Yeah, I think we have to looking at that Bromley result as well. Last week, obviously Barnett played on the on, on the Wednesday night, and everybody seeing Bromley up, Bromley two 0 up after um, after five minutes, and going, "Wow, that, that's them." That's them in second place. And then your second half comeback was just again something. Probably you saw the opposite side to what you achieved at Swindon.
3: Yeah, I mean, again, it was 2-0 after three minutes, you know, and um, I think the key thing was we, we, we certainly, um, as a staff, we're very, very calm um, and, and we felt that, well, hang on, there's 87 minutes to go. Uh, the next goal is crucial. To be fair, Bromley had a really big chance at 2-0 to go 3-0 up and that might have been different, but we, we came out in the second half and if I'm honest with you, I thought we tore them apart, but... When you play teams like Bromley, you've got to, they're, they're very dangerous from from sort of long throws and deep free kicks and mm-hmm. and set plays because that's you know that's one of their strengths. And so we had to really, really defend our box really, really well at times in the second half. But the moment we went to one, there was you could just, you could just feel it on the side and on the pitch that we were going to win the game, uh, and, and and that's what we did. So it was it was a a good game, I think, if you were neutral. You, you'd have come our way from there going, "Wow, what a great game!" Absolutely. They were a good side, probably, by the way.
1: Yeah, very good. I mean, good, we good at them, what they do. We played them second game of the season when they were still struggling to um, find their feet a little bit, um, and a lot of their supporters were getting on their backs very early, and then went on that fantastic 17-game unbeaten run and jumped from second bottom up to third. You know?
3: Yeah, we've got it, we've got a knack of ending unbeaten runs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Maybe, maybe, uh. I don't know how many, how many Stockport have won away from home at the moment. Maybe well, they lost at Newport on they,
3: they lost at Newport on Saturday, so oh,
1: which isn't great for well, great for Barnet. <laughs> we played them this this weekend yeah. as well. But um, yeah. going going back to the FA F, Cup again, we saw saw last week actually something we don't see very often, which we do around non-league, but a football league side getting kicked out of the competition for an ineligible player, which has obviously given Horsham um, a reprieve again. Um, Obviously, they'd have been preparing to go to Hastings this coming Saturday. Instead, they're now travelling to to Sutton United instead. If you were in Dom's shoes, how how much difference preparation would you make for a game like that? Especially when Sutton's form at the moment is not that great.
3: Well, no, it's. I mean, you've got a If if I was in Dom's shoes and I'm thinking right, I'm going to Hastings, and all of a sudden it gets gets uh, changed. You've got to get your, you've got to get yourself together really quickly about what Sutton are, you know, and get as much information as you can about them. I think they would have had time to send someone to watch them on Saturday. I I, I don't know for sure. I don't know how exactly how Don works, but I think it will probably give them all a little bit of a, a shot in the arm. I mean, it's the FA Cup second rounds, they'll be able to take a huge job in used to manage Horsham, and they'll take a, a huge huge support to Sutton, and um, and they'll be really really noisy. The lardy army. And again, I think you, it's one of them games where no one's going to expect him to win. Sutton are like really big, powerful, very direct team. We played them in pre-season, yeah, and yeah. Um, they, they've got some really, really good footballers. They really come a, they try to come alive in the final third of the pitch. And I think if you if you dom, you have got to realise you've got nothing to lose, and just much the yeah. same. As us just go for it because you don't want it. It's an old cliche. You don't want to get to. The end of the game and, and and have a few any kind of ifs, buts, and maybes. Just go and have a go at them, and what will be will be because all it's going to take is just for three or four Sutton players to not be at it or not to, you know to be off that day, and all of Dom's players. And he's got some good players there, by the way. But for them all to be at it, then then you don't know what can happen. So I I, I know Dom, and I know to an extent Matt Gray and um, and some of his staff. So I'm I'm going to be on the fence on this one, but I suppose on the from the non-league point of view, it'd be nice to see Horsham. Expect his yeah. to manage and have, <laughs> have a good weekend. Yeah, great
2: yeah, right if they Almost like a. Don't have it? It's almost like a. It's even more of a free hit
3: than it would have been mm. had the people. Yeah, bomb. I think. Do you, do you know what? Probably I don't know for sure because uh, I can't speak for Dom and the football club, but I would think just the the bonus of having the prize money of, of the first yeah. round it will make a, a huge huge difference because it, mm. it does. I think it was close to forty thousand pounds, wasn't it? The, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. The, you get for the, winning the first round. That's a lot of money, all right. It, it, it's a lot of money to any football club, certainly outside of the top part of the game. So I'm sure there's a lot that that football club can do with the forty grand and the rest of the money that they've earned from the TV and stuff. And like, I, you know, I know that football club wants to try and progress a little bit, always has done. So hopefully this will give them an opportunity up. Obviously, they, they've got a new ground. I've I've never actually been to it, but they, the new grounds and they they're getting good support, even in league games, not just the cup. And I yeah, I, I wish them well, and I hope that you know Dom can can take them on.
1: Just before we let you go, Hugo, um, the TV games this year for non-league have been. I think the coverage has been you know really good from you know Cray Valley, Sheppey being able to get, on. obviously Ramsgate will be on 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 uh, Monday evening as well. Are you slightly a little bit disappointed, maybe, that you weren't chosen for a TV game this time around?
3: Um, <clears throat> I find it a little bit weird in general that we've only been on even, on, even in the National League, we've been on the telly once and there's no no immediate plan for us to be on it. Listen, I know I'm biased, but as I said, there's always goals and entertainment in our game. I thought we'd be, we'd be yeah. an ideal candidate to, to be a bit, little bit more TV coverage. Um or we live on not being live on tv if i'm honest with you it's part it's by the bye to me i mean it's good enough i guess that match today the day have given us extended highlights um but you know i i think you know i think it's nice that a lot of teams have had the coverage um i didn't understand why crew derby was on but yeah. you know yeah. um but, you know, I guess I'm not the guy who decides. But I'm, I'm glad Ramsgate are on. I mean, they've got a tough task going to Wimbledon. If Wimbledon put out their first 11, that's, that'll be hard for Ramsgate. But don't give your Ramsgate the D. They've got players beyond their level. And, hmm. and, I, and I know Ben Smith well. And, I, and again, I, I hope he does really well at this weekend.
1: Brilliant stuff. Hugo, good luck Sunday and for thank the rest you. of the season in the National League. Um, Apart from when much. we
3: played Barnet, yeah? Of course, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah, the, return, yeah for the return game. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for coming on the Premier League, no League problem. podcast. No
3: problem. Thanks for having me on, gents, and uh, good luck to South Shields as well. Thanks very much. Thank you, mate. Cheers,
1: guys. Oh, brilliant stuff. Always good to get a guest on it, Chris, especially if only two
2: of us. Yeah, thing is, for me, you know, doing the Mariners podcast, Ronnie, Ronnie and I have been doing it just as a pair for the last, well, since twenty. Twenty twenty, so because we used to have originally we had four, yeah, and then we went down to three, and then um, we're at two. We generally try to get guests now and again, but generally there's the two of us. So it's a, it's a good dynamic. I, I think I think you and I it's a good dynamic trip.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll get going. Right, let's move on then. FA Vars as well this weekend into into yeah. the last sixty four, the uh, the third round. There's one of the uh, fifty clubs still remaining in Saffron Walden Town and two. Former winners in Deal um, and and Wickham in it as well. Um, it's getting to the point now; it's starting to get a little bit serious, isn't it? Last last sixty four, yeah. then to runs the thirty two after Christmas.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned Wickham there. Um, I was delighted for them when they, I said in the last podcast when they beat a side that was you know had players from two steps above. We we're playing two steps above them last season, so um, there's a little bit more northeast interest this year um in the last two or three seasons uh, the northeast contingent has dwindled very rapidly in the early rounds of the competition but this year there's a little bit more which gives it a bit more interest. than there's I, I, I can see a northeast team i'm not going to nominate a northeast team but i can see a northeast team going very deep into the competition
1: i, I think as well i think as we we mentioned um the last, the last time we recorded with Newport, Newport Pagnell going out and obviously yes. Ascot moving up into into step four at the end of the season as well. There's you know two new two new finalists if uh, Deal and Wickham don't make it through. So there's every yeah. incentive, isn't there, for all the all the clubs that are, are left in it? Um, I think as well the beauty of the competition as well is you look at it and you think, well they're not doing too bad this year. Neither are they. Are they but it's just such the luck of the draw and when it becomes unregionalised. It's messy. Yeah,
2: it is. And I, I just think that, I think more now more than ever, the FA Vars, pound for pound, is a better value for money competition than the FA Trophy. Um, the FA Trophy, to me, is another um, conversation altogether for various reasons. Um, but um, the FA Vars, for the, the actual romance and the money that clubs at those levels can make, just makes it a better, for me anyway, a better competition I looked at uh, there was a um, there was a stat that um, Darren Tinmouth, who's a Shields' fan, he's very good with yeah, stats. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. You know Darren. Yeah. Um, he mentioned that I think you know we I think South Shields won something like something like forty one thousand pounds when they won the FA in twenty seventeen. Halifax only won about sixty for winning the trophy last like this year. So, if
3: mm-hmm.
2: th- you look at that and you think, really, in 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 six in six seven years, you know, there's only a twenty thousand pound differential. Um, you know, it, it's it's not great. It's it it's so. Um, I just think that the Vars this year it has more romance than ever before. I think.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Funny enough, actually, I did see something during the week, which I'll bring up when we come to the FA Trophy bit, which is um. <clears throat> it's, it's quite an interesting point that someone else had raised on a different I think report i would said so I'll bring that up a bit later because I know your thoughts on the trophy with you know clubs you know even even at step two you know three yeah. and four but um, yeah certainly Wembley's getting that little bit closer so you know when you get down to the last 32 you know one or two weeks after Christmas as well it really starts to you know get that it, little it bit closer
3: really
1: yeah um, yeah I mean, there aren't there aren't many ties I could I'll, I could pick out, and and um, uh, you know, so that that's going to be, and you know, there could be a winner from there. But um, we've got Farnham Town against against Burnham. Jersey Bulls are still in it. There's uh, two or three sides from from Sussex are are still in um, as well. You've got Step Six side in in Roffey, host North yeah. Greenford from from down here as well. So. But like I say, he's, he's just so off open and I think once you get to the other side and down to the last 32 and the last 16, when sides are doing well in the league, that's when
2: you expect them to make their mark, don't you? You do. I mean, I, I'm not exactly certain how well Jersey Bulls are doing this season in the league. I haven't really took much notice. But whenever you hear that name, you've got to think, well, they're going to have a reasonable chance. They're was going to be fairly strong given the support they get. Third. Yeah. So Jersey Bulls, yeah. But then as I say, the Northern League, uh the Northeast is a bigger contingent this year that's still in the competition. So um it makes for a really, really good competition. It's it's an exciting one this year.
1: Yeah, and good luck to all the all the sides in the FA VARs and those in the uh, FA Cup as well over the, the course of the of the weekend. Um we're gonna move on now to a story that I saw um in the non-league paper at at the weekend. Um was it White Enzyme in the Essex Senior League? Where April Smith became the first female manager in that league to uh, take charge of a game, um, and um, uh, it's it's something that we we don't see very often in that respect, Chris, no. of, of female no. managers into you know the male side, and you know we see a lot of male managers managing in in the women's side of the game, and you know it's something I think that there is that inequality still you know between um and when i look at the nfl when you yeah. when they cut to the sidelines you know they have so many assistant coaches and you know mm. assistants of assistant coaches and things like that but there there's a lot of female uh, you know in um not interaction but um integration yes um, i think within that sport is there is there something that holds holds us back from from doing it over here
2: well history for a start mm. um you know, people looking back instead of looking forward. Yeah. To me, it's an old cliche. You know, if if you're good enough, you're old mm. enough. Yeah. If you're good enough, doesn't matter what gender you are. If you're good enough, you're good enough. Um, and it's I mean, if you look at Emma Hayes, you know, she's just been given the the USA job. Yeah. If the coaches and Serena Wegman has done so well with the England national team, if and I know she's she's foreign, but um, if you're good enough, you're good enough. It's as simple as that. Um and 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 I do think that we had a we had um, Helen Connolly refereeing us the other night at South Shields. Um didn't have a great game, but didn't have a bad game. Um generally what I want to see is respect. And if you look and I I know this is a football podcast, but if you look at in general, you know, sports like rugby league, rugby union, um officials are respected so whenever you see a female referee, in particular, running the line slightly different but when you're refereeing there's there's automatic respect so what's to say that you'll get a bit more respect from players with a female manager providing that she's good enough
3: Hmm.
2: Uh, you know footballers normally see through management and coaching pretty quickly um and players obviously have a big say. The higher you go, in particular. But um, if if a manager is good enough, they're good enough, regardless of what. And it's it's great to say. I, 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 the word equality and, and things like that, words like that, don't sit well with me. Yeah. Because to me, it's it's an irrelevance. Yeah, it, it, I agree. And everyone have to sound racist or sexist or whatever. If you're good enough, you're good enough. Mm. Doesn't matter what colour. What race because we are the human race at the end of the day. it Doesn't matter, whatever. If you're good enough, you're good enough. And it's that in particular is good to see.
1: And I think as well, when you look at it these days, if I see a male if I see a male physio run on the pitch, I'm actually surprised.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a you know? lot more people. Yeah, absolutely. And and um you get the calls, ooh, you know, when you see the you know an attractive looking female running onto the field, you still get the odd. You know, quote from various supporters, but generally, I, I would say it's it's thankfully getting it's things like this are getting normalised. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's what it should be. Again, physiotherapists doesn't matter whether you're male or female, doesn't matter whether you're twenty-one or sixty-one. If you're good enough, you're good enough.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping it's something that that, that does pick up. And like I say, you know, watching the NFL so often as I do and seeing you know, so much female integration, you know, on yeah. their sidelines. And you think how much of a masculine sport that's considered, oh, yeah. you know, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and rugby as well. Yeah, hopefully it's, it's the first of view, And as you say, if you're good enough, you know, there's no, no telling where the yeah. next one's going to come in.
2: That's right. And if you look at the the officiating side, um, uh, I can't remember her first name. It, for some reason, it's just slipped, but um, Michael Oliver's partner, she, she's... She's... No, uh, um, uh, no, maybe sister. Sorry, maybe sister. Um, really great referee. Um, people might disagree, but I, I just think she's very, very good. And um, yeah, good enough, good enough.
1: Well, hopefully, we'll see. You know, a few more uh, creeping in over the uh, next, next, next few years. But brings I us nicely onto managers and um, disappearing. Is <laughs> possibly the polite way of putting it, but. Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure how this sits with you, Chris. But during the, I think it was last week, um, Folkestone dispensed uh, the services of Michael Everett and and, and Roland Edge, sitting eleventh in the Ishman League Premier Division. So not not touching the uh, relegation zone, well away from that. And I think there were three points off the playoffs at the time, mm-hmm. and mm. just just last week, Bridgewater um, sat in their manager, who took them to second in the Western League and. I can understand a manager going if uh, you know, there's obviously a disagreement behind the scenes, but normally it's a sacking rather than just, you know, relieved of their duties, so to speak. And when sides yeah. are second in the league and you and you're taking them that far, you know, where does it where does it stop that you're actually safe in a job?
2: It doesn't. It just doesn't stop. South Shield's the case in point. You know, Graham Fenton had South Shield second in the Northern Premier League and um, Jeff Thompson relieved, relieved him of his duties and brought in Kevin Phillips. Um, there were myriad reasons behind that. One, um, Graham's uh, conduct on the sidelines was pretty um, angry and aggressive and um, which was totally different to what he was like when he was joint manager with Lee Pickton. They were both very phlegmatic and quiet on the sidelines generally. Graham was really—I I guess the pressure was telling because, of course, it, it was promotion or bust. But yeah, yeah he had Shield second, and um, he relieved him of his duties. Some of the players that he brought in just didn't cut the mustard, and um, it didn't go down well with with some supporters. It went down, it went down great with others, but hey, no one's safe, Trev. No one's safe in football. No, um, it's,
1: it's, it's just a bit of a funny one, isn't it? I think where you're not—you know, you're. You know, doing what but then I've seen, you know, Steve McKinnon at, at at Tunbridge did as he was asked two two years ago, I think it was yeah. and got
2: sacked at the end of the season. Um what is it what do you have to do? Yeah, I, I suppose only the manager who loses his or her job can tell you the truth, but maybe behind the scenes they've been given a like targets, and if they're not meeting their targets, then they're out. It's like any job. If you're not hitting your targets, you're you're out on your ear. So maybe, um, you know, obviously Graham Fenton had South Shield second, but didn't look like we we're going to have the tools to get promoted. So that was the target, and Jeff made the decision to relieve him. I think maybe um, on this occasion he hasn't reached tar- that. The only thing I can think of is he hasn't reached the targets that the hierarchy set. Yeah. Other than that. If you're on the cusp of the playoffs, what else can you do?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and second second in the Western League. I don't know what much more you can ask for no, no. Top. Yeah. Maybe
2: maybe, maybe maybe the chairman wanted them to be in second place a bit better. Who knows? That's bizarre.
3: It's but crazy, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Doing absolutely nothing.
1: Very, very, very strange. But you know, that's like we say, that's football, isn't it? No one's no one's safe anywhere, are they?
2: They're not. But what I would see is that, you know. The lad who lost his job last week, he's now available. He's, you know, he's, he's got his side in a reasonable position. I'm sure he'll get a job soon enough. If he's done a good job at Folkestone, why can't he do a good job elsewhere?
1: That's right. Well, uh, it's the only job as well where you can be absolutely awful somewhere and end up with a cracking job somewhere else two weeks later, isn't it?
2: Yes, it certainly is. And it, it, it again, it, it's a result-driven business as well. So you could play a, a dreadful 90 minutes and come away with a 1-0 win. And your managers, you know, or you can, like Hugo mentioned, you know, the, the older shot need to score more. You could end up in a 5-4, a you know, dramatic game, end up losing. But it's been a fantastic spectacle. and But you've lost.
1: Mm. Yeah. And that doesn't go well, down well in the boardroom, does it? It doesn't.
2: Yet, I watch football to be entertained. So... If I was living down near Aldershot and I knew there was going to be a good chance of a four three or a five four or a seven four, I'd pay to go and watch it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that is what we all go to football for, isn't it? To be entertained absolutely. and yeah, and go home having enjoyed it. Sometimes, sometimes even if you've lost, if you've if you, if you if you feel you've been entertained with what you've seen on the pitch, it isn't quite so bad. You can stomach a little bit of that than the, you know, of having, you having been bored to the concourse to watch Sky Sports go. instead. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> now gonna move on to Chris's favourite competition, the FA Trophy. Um <laughs> which <laughs> which takes place again just before we uh record again. And um who would you have had, Chris, if you'd have got through? Chesterfield. Chesterfield, that's it. So did you dodge a bullet or would you have liked to have gone and pitch your wits against them?
2: Dodged a bullet. You think? Because because um to me, it's it, it's almost worthless. You know, South Shields went to Southport and I'm going to stick my neck on the line. I might be completely wrong, I don't know, but the talk before the game when Shields went to Southport was that they were going to go with a strong team, they're going to get everything and try and have a big run in the competition. I think that was a smokescreen. I don't believe that any intention of getting any further in that competition. South Shields got £1,000 Prize money for being defeated in that game, it probably just about covered the coach cost. You know, I think Southport got something like three to four thousand pounds. Now they've got to go to Chesterfield and you know, probably lose. And um, when they could also have perhaps got another league game, and I know there's it's a free week in the National League North and South, but um, no, it, to me, it's just worthless. It, it's, Prize money is going to have to be improved to make it more worthwhile for more clubs. Unless you are... So if you are a club, even at this early stage of a season, if you are fighting for promotion or a a championship, or you are fighting relegation, this is something that you could do without because there's no incentive to do well. Mm -hmm. It's it's this competition at the moment, the way I see it, is earmarked for clubs who are mid-table not going to go down, but not going to go up. Might just touch playoffs, perhaps. But it's give, it. That's what it's. It, it's an ideal opportunity for those clubs to have a good run, um, and that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be the case, in my mm. view.
1: What do you think would reinvigorate it as a competition?
2: Um, well, better prize money for a start. Um, and again, this some people out there might think I'm being sexist, and I'm not for a good reason. But at, at the moment, roughly, so the the women's FA Cup, I think the prize money is nine times bigger than what it is for the FA Trophy. Now, of course, the women's game is a professional game. Yeah. We're talking women's professional top flight and championship football. That's fine. But also the FA Trophy is the cream of non-league. Mm. So therefore, the cream of non-league, and if you're talking National League, you're talking... League, you know, this is League 3 in all but name. I think the prize money should be better to give teams a little bit more for for the effort they put in. It's like, I remember the Northern Premier League, their League Cup competition. Clubs weren't bothered about it because it was costing them to play games. The prize money was so pitiful. Mm. But why bother? And it hasn't been, in fact, it hasn't been um, resurrected since COVID. So, um I think the FA Trophy could be in danger, in danger of becoming a, not a non-entity, but a, a competition that is not what it was meant to be, which was a knockout cup competition for the cream of non-league football. Mm.
1: I think as well, you know, when I look at what BuildBase did, like um, marketing-wise, when they sponsored the FA, FA Trophy and the Vars for quite quite a number of years, didn't they? Um, yes. The difference in what Isuzu have done, well, I've not seen anything.
2: What have they done? I haven't exactly. seen anything. Yeah. Build Base were excellent. I remember in the run up, you know, in the, when South Shields were in their VARS run in 2016 17, um, Build Base did a lot. Mm. There was a lot. And then the, the pre match, there was pre match like photo shoots and all sorts of stuff that you would see before a showpiece final, whether that was the FA Cup, League Cup, Champions League, proper press releases, photographs, all sorts. And the, to me, they, they did it properly. Um, yeah, I agree with you. What have Suzu done? Um, they certainly haven't, put here, they certainly haven't improved the trophy. That's what that, that, that is a fact,
1: yeah. They, well, well. I mean, it had that they, they haven't caught my attention. I mean, I, I normally when I talk about it, tweet about it, whatever, I forget to put the Asuzu in the front of it. Yeah. Um, you know, build base had a had a proper FA, you know, Twitter account as well for it.
2: Yeah, it, did that. it was just it, you knew it was the build base FA vase or FA trophy, you knew. Um, to be honest, I'm going to be honest with you, really honest. Um, you've just reminded me that it actually is Isuzu who sponsor it because I, mm. I, I didn't really realize. Yeah. Um, that just goes to prove your point. Um <laughs> it's a shame um, because the competition could be so much better. And um, and I know, like I, I mean, you guys went deep last year, and like, but like I said before, uh, Halifax last year for the uh, sorry, it's this year. It, it, it's still this calendar year, you know. For going all the way and winning the FA Trophy, they got twenty thousand, roughly twenty thousand pounds more than South Shields got for winning the Vars seven years previously. And mm. that can't be right. It just no. can't be.
1: No, I quite agree. And as you said, Barnet did go deep in it last year. We actually faced Maidstone United last year away from home, and this year we've got them in the uh, in the third round at home this time. But um, just looking through this through the southern section, and I'm just having a squeeze. at the north as well. You've there are a few clubs from from below step um one and two that have made their way to the to the third round. I think we've got obviously Mac- Macclesfield Town have got a tough away tie at, at Curzon. Um yeah. probably Scunthorpe Solihull the draw of the round I think for, for the North. I, so,
2: I think Solihull have got a job on their hands
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely um great tie for Mickel over away to Oldham
2: Brilliant. I mean, Mickalover are having such a great season. I um, believe you mentioned there, you know, Curzon uh, Ashton. Um, we'll go on to them shortly With when we talk about South Shields. Curzon um, um, are no mean team either. They have a great side.
1: Yeah, doing very well. And uh, City of Liverpool hosting Hartlepool United.
2: What a great... That, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's that's what these competitions should be about. Yeah. We don't say it enough. Um, no,
1: Yeah. Absolutely agree. Then in the southern section, Horsham against AFC Tottenham. So should, I think they're both step three. So there will be a one step three side in the in the south. Hampton and Richmond who knocked out Cray Valley two weeks ago. I've got a lovely trip to to Southend. And who else has got South Park Rygate away to Hereford?
2: Oh, um that's
1: a tough one. Tough, yeah. tough, tough. Uh, Frome's reward for knocking out Worthing is home to Torquay United.
2: <laughs> Beautiful, but yeah, yeah. There's,
1: there's some there's some lovely ties in there. Some the
2: lovely sunclubs. ties, but again, you know, we are trying to, you know, we're trying to, we are trying to boost non-league football with what we do with podcasts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The least the sponsor could do was the same.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, what I picked up on earlier, something I saw actually during the week in another in another blog post, and um, you know, you said time and again, Chris, that the competition doesn't quite sit right because you've got clubs at step four that literally have got no chance to get all the way through to the to the final or, or anything like that. And then there's clubs, obviously, at our level that are looking at the Football League being more important yeah. Yeah. themselves and may say, start, you know, sides in the National South as well looking at promotion to the National League and everything. Someone suggested, what about an FA Shield competition? So for those step three and four clubs, yeah. And I looked at it and I thought, well, that would solve what Chris is saying. But, and there were more uh, buts in my mind than there were solving it. it was mm-hmm. like, where's it going to fit? Because of the amount of league games and cup games already. Yeah. Ob- obviously, these guys wouldn't be in the FA Trophy. It'd be their own like, competition. But then, where's the final going to fit? Because obviously, yeah. we have not league finals day for the Trophy in the Vars. Yeah. you couldn't fit a third game in that no. if you're playing at 10 o'clock in the morning. And is it is it gonna create as much enthusiasm and attendance wise, or would it just end up costing clubs money?
2: The, to me, that it's 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 gonna sound easy enough just saying it, but and, and there's more to it than that, but it's the it's the premier non-league knockout competition, so therefore it should have similar kudos to the FA Cup. It's the non-league FA Cup. So what do non-league teams try to do they try to get to the first round proper of the fa cup that's where the money is and the the television and everything i'm not suggesting the fa trophy gets huge television money i'm not but this could be pro rata pound for pound some incentive for clubs from the, the below the steps below to get to either the first round or the third round proper of the FA Trophy, mm. so you're going to get a potential of a big, a big game, and so therefore, to me, you have to improve the prize money. You have to, um, and, I, and I think also the marketing, like we've said, Isuzu have been dreadful, but obviously, we, it's a difficult world we live in, and. A lot of businesses haven't got the spare cash that they used to to be able to sponsor competitions. So it's it's easy for us to sit here and say it. But the FA, it's incumbent on them to protect the game. Mm. And they need somehow to make the FA Trophy the real, the blue ribbon of the non-league game. Like the FA Cup is for us as we try to get the first round proper every year. Try and do that something similar with the FA Trophy. And to start it, market it, and better prize money.
1: Do you think regionalising it all the way through to the semi-finals would help as well? Cuts cuts down on that travelling and cost.
2: Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think certainly to the, I would say to the last sixteen. Yeah, it's last last sixteen. I think to, bit any further than that, well, because if if you regionalise it to the last sixteen clubs, will have hopefully touch would have made some reasonable money. Yeah. To cover costs to go further around the country. I mean, you look at um uh, in 2017, South Shields went down to Solent in the Vars, you know, um Paul's Hill. So there were some journeys there. Um so the, yeah, I, I think I think the last 16 to so regionalize it for the last 16, I think that would again it's a you want to try and pit your wits against, if you're going to get to the last 16, you've got it in you to go all the way. And now pick your wits against clubs from the other parts of the country.
1: Do you think as well it might help if like, I mean, actually just in the past with the FA Cup being pre-drawn as well. So if the trophy was along the same lines as that, so the National League top clubs couldn't draw each other, they would, you know, they would get guaranteed to play someone a
2: bit lower down? Yeah, say so that what they do in the World Snooker Championships, you know, the top sixteen in snooker, you know, they mm. they one to sixteen, and then the other sixteen qualifiers are drawn to play one of them. You know, yeah. and that's and you get your upsets in world in the World Snooker. Um, why not do that in the FA Trophy? You've got your twenty four yeah. National League clubs, um, and then what you do is if you perhaps draw the games and then draw who's at home or do one, three, five, seven, nine, all of the there at home and then two, four, six, eight, ten, or away. It's something like that. Just to Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just to try and be reinvigorate a little bit more, I think. Just, yeah, yeah.
2: It's still stagnant and um South Shields have been entering the FA trophy now since twenty seventeen. And it's, it's it's certainly not the competition it used to be.
1: Mm, yeah. I I'd agree with that. Right, just before we move on to uh, our roundup of, of the clubs, I'm going to give a, a couple of uh, points out that, that, that i are found during the during the day, actually, just before I recorded and during the weekend. Um, Farnham Town, who are in the FA Vars this weekend, are the only side with a 100% record still left in the country. It's a 13 wins out of 13 in the combined, combined counties uh, south holding off Hill and Jersey Bulls at the moment, but um, tough arse to do a league and uh, a league and cup double, to be fair, yeah. at, at, at that level, to win both anyway. I mean, two sides have, have managed to get there and get to Wembley, but big arse, isn't it?
2: Huge. And if they're going to keep winning, they're going to be going longer in other competitions, um, which just adds to the backlog of fixtures. Um, but... Keep it going as long as you can. You just try to keep it going. And might not be 100% records, but you try and stay unbeaten if you can. You don't get anywhere without trying.
1: No, absolutely. And then uh, National League watched out on uh, Monday, not paid full wages to their staff for November. 25% each player and staff got for November, month before Christmas, Chris. That's
2: poor. Really poor. And again, it smacks of... Football ownership not actually reading the room, not knowing really what they're getting into, not knowing the game. Owners making clubs sort of like hobbies, which I suppose any I suppose any owner it's got to be a hobby because you're not going to make any money out of football, so it has to be a hobby. But um, yeah, it's, oh that's poor. I, I didn't know, I wasn't aware of that, Trev, and that's very no, disappointing. No,
1: that, that literally only came out a few hours before we uh. Yeah, before we recorded. Yeah. So So, um, but apparently there is an intimate takeover. But as we've seen with South End, Scunthorpe, oh. these things don't go swimmingly, do they?
2: You know, and, and, you know, I've got to say, Scunthorpe, they're getting there. Scunthorpe are getting there, but they're not out in the woods yet. They've still got bills to pay and redundancies to pay. And it, 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 it just goes on and on and on. And, and, and Rochdale, oh, you just don't want to see it happening again, but it, it will. We knew it. We know it's going to happen. We know, but it's just when it does happen, it's so, so gut-wrenching, really. I just feel for the for the players and staff, you know, just before Christmas. Mm. And you, and, you Stinks.
1: Mm, and especially as they're not having a bad campaign, so far. I was sitting just outside mm-hmm. the playoffs as well.
2: Yeah. Oh, man, I wasn't there. That. That's disappointing, Trev. It is,
1: isn't it? And, uh, must mention: Nuneaton Borough have been taken over. Um, yes, unconfirmed reports because I haven't had the uh, time to be able to delve back into it. But it appears that one David Hilton, Excellent. ex of Scunthorpe United, Ilkeston, now under the name again of David Anderson, is part of the three-man consortium that's taken over that. It's unconfirmed because I haven't had, I haven't been able mm. to delve in enough. Um, but I've seen Scunthorpe fans asking how many alias names he has, and that one came up amongst the three or four. So I'll be keeping my mm-hmm. eye on that. But that just looks like throwing oh, yeah. pan into the
2: fire, doesn't it? Absolutely. Poor Nuneaton If that if that is the case, you know you you know you reap what you sow, and oh, that would be criminal if that, that's it. Well, I use the word criminal. I, I better watch my language. <laughs> <Yeah. then. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh oh, that's oh, you're spoiling the night now.
1: Well, you know, I just thought, do you know what I actually had written it down, but it just suddenly came to my mind and I thought, <laughs> oh, because we mentioned obviously Nunn when we recorded yeah. two weeks ago.
2: Yeah. And I saw their I saw their statements in you know the takeover and
1: mm. but I wasn't aware of this. Well no, I wasn't because I was like, Oh great. And then I saw it on on that like, because obviously I've got a few Scunthorpe fans followed me for uh, highlighting their plight and and, and everything. So it, it just came up and I had a quick look into it and I was like, no, 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 don't tell me it is. But I haven't had the chance to look into it. But maybe I will try and get that done this week and I'll post on our Twitter page if I manage to find yeah. out what it is.
2: The problem you get is that when you are a supporter of a football club who is in such dire straits, and you get an, an just an ounce of... Yeah. Opportunity, you know, to say, "Look, we've got the takeover." You, you'll end up. You think, "Well, we'll just take it," and and then it only ha- it's only when everything comes to pass that you think, "I wish we hadn't." Mm. But um, good luck and unbeaten, you know, such a rich history in the non-league mm. game.
1: Yeah, Uh I think if I remember rightly, if I remember rightly, Chris, the first first non-league game I saw at Maidstone was a 2-0 win against Nuneaton Borough. Yeah. Um was well, a kid as a kid not?
2: growing up, you know, I I followed Sunderland, followed South Shields, did a little bit with Watch said, and and we always, you know, you look at the the conferences it was and Wealdstone, Maidstone, um mm. Um um there was all barnet, barnet of course with yeah. them with um, with, um In those days, down yeah. the man and mm. and uh, all these clubs that, to me, are just history, non-league history. Mm. It would be it would be so cruel if if these types of clubs went out of business. And yes, there probably would be a a, a phoenix, but we should never have to come to that.
1: No, we shouldn't.
2: Good luck, in, good and Eaton.
1: Very much so. Anyway, we'll get we'll get that looked into as well. But right onto uh, onto our three clubs with the two of us, which would be which would make interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> an interesting
1: debate um we'll start with you up, up 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 with shields chris
2: yeah no
1: no wins or goals in the last two games what's no. happened
2: what's happened um hit the buffers a little bit um we've lost our unbeaten home record we conceded on saturday for the first time in um 963 minutes i think oh, Wow. It was Brilliant. Um, we, hadn't, we hadn't conceded at home since the first day of the season. Yeah. Um, and it was a scruffy goal from a corner. It was a, it was an avoidable goal, but Chester got the goal and then just, they were already sat in. I mean, it was just, a they played a bank of five and a bank of four and um, made it very, very difficult. They got a goal and then held on to it. Shields could have played until tonight, even now, and they still <laughs> wouldn't have scored. Um, two, well, I interviewed... Um, Julio Arca after the game for mm-hmm. Shields YouTube and I interviewed one of the players, Michael Woods, and I'd said to them, you know, two goals in four home games um, and I asked them what their thoughts were, you know, is that a worry? To me it is um, because we've become in the last couple of, well, three or four home games, very much, very one-dimensional, um, uh, very samey. So, in a way, I th- maybe we've needed this. We've had a bad week, you know. You, you you lose at Southport in the trophy. You get a nil-nil draw against uh, Curzon Ashton at home, and then you lose to Chester. Maybe this is something that we've needed to just reboot, reset, and go again because we're we're in third place. Um, one thing I will say is, though, we, we played Curzon Ashton on Tuesday night. They were magnificent. Curzon Ashton. Um, the best team I've seen in the National League North but that I've seen. and I've I watched Shields away at the though, but to me, Curzon were better. I, I thought they were excellent. The football they played, the, the pace, dynamism, speed of thought, quickness of movement, thought, feet, everything. It just, well to me, it might sound a bit OTT, but they almost schooled Shields on the night. So, Shields, of course, were known for their football. But Kers and Ashton were brilliant, and I paid to watch them every week. I really would. Well,
1: I mean, they have got the best away record in the north.
2: Kersen. Yeah, and they've got and in um, Sinclair and Malls in the middle, two dynamic midfielders. Malls did the same to us last year when he was at Warrington. Stefan Malls, two great little players, and um, yeah, it was great to watch. It was a that game against Curzon. We were saying amongst our group where we stand in the ground, you know. These are the types of games we got promoted for. We wanted this type of game because Curzon came at us and it made for a great spectacle. And Curzon were the better team on the night. And, you know, Shields were very lucky to come away with a point. It was a point gain rather than two loss. Eh, two loss.
1: Do you think the games have just come a little bit thick and fast at the moment that it's caught up a little yeah, bit?
2: Perhaps, because we've had some injuries. got two lads out on loan. We've well, got three out on loan. At the, well, there's more. But in terms of the first-team squad, Um, there's three out on loan one of whom should be playing in my view uh, uh, Will Jenkins who is tearing up the the Northern Premier League on loan at Morpeth, Sam Hodgson's there getting goals but Will is tearing up uh, midfields in the Northern Premier League and uh, we could do with him because we've lost a bit of dynamism in the middle one or two niggles, one or two injuries and a lack of pace um, lack of, just seem to have just got seem to have nothing in midfield at the moment, which is very surprising. Plus, also, I'm not so sure Julio and Tommy are getting their selections right. Don't know what's going on, but John Lafudu, the right back, who was our most potent attacking weapon, has been on the bench. He was injured, and so he got suspended and then he was brought back, and then he's been on the bench and um he was on the bench again on Saturday and it didn't work. And that fair play to Julio, We changed it at half time. Um To play square pegs in round holes doesn't work, but but no, it's it is what it is. We're still in third. If you'd had if you'd given that, if if you'd given us that in July, we would have taken your hand off, probably said you were stupid. But now, on reflection, we could it could have been so so much better. But at least we've still got 20 odd games to go. I'd like to see us perhaps bring one of those lads back from loan. I'd love to see Mark Beck in a South Shield shirt. Local lad, he's at Solihull Moors.
1: No, oh, I don't like him.
2: No, I don't like him. <laughs> I, I like him, and I like mm. his family. He's got a good family Trev. His family are lovely, <laughs> um, and I'd like to see him in a shield shirt. I think he would give us a new dimension. I think well we're lacking just a little bit of strength, and we, we said that last year as well. Yet yeah, we, you know, we won the league eventually. But it's this is a better league this year,
1: mm. I think though, yourself, me, Pete, and James would all all agree that if if all three of us were offered where we are now, were possibly, their position's a bit false because they've got so many games in hand, so they
2: could... Yeah, I've got two in hand.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah three on some. Um, yeah. You know, if people have offered us that at the start of the season, all three of us we would have gone, yeah, thank you very much.
2: Yeah. Of course, obviously, Dean's got your lads playing really, really well. Um, I know one or two results haven't gone your way in the last week or so, but...
1: Yeah, one or um, four.
2: <laughs> one or four, well... Yeah. <laughs> Vegas can't be choosers. Let's not split um, hairs. No, I haven't got any to split. <laughs> um, but, um, no, um, three sides who are, yeah, roughly where they deserve to be, I think. Um, not having seen much of Barnett or Worthing for what I have seen. Well organised. Doing okay. Um, I think both, I think all three have probably just been a buffer. If that Makes sense, yeah, and yeah. It just it, it's a long season. It's such a, it feels so short when you look back. You get to an end of the season, you think Blumanet was only that was August when we played that game. But when you're actually in the middle of it, it's a long season. Mm. And a week, and people, it's a cliche, but a week is a long time in football. You know, a week before South Shields had hammered Spennymoor five two, and you know everybody was up. It's amazing what can happen in seven to ten days. Oh, absolutely, yeah,
1: and I think just before we move on to the to the south, we'll give uh, we'll give Gloucester a shout out for for thumping Spennymoor 2 Well, um, that's a bite like, oh, result. Did that coming? In. Yeah.
2: Well, look, no. um, Spennymoor. Although I will say, this defensively Spennymoor look weak. Um, look very very poor defensively against South Shields. Shields could and should have scored probably about eight or nine on the night. That wouldn't have been a. a, a that wouldn't have been over-egging it. Um, Gloucester have had a rough, tough time. They've gone mm-hmm. from full-time to part-time. They're playing in National League North when really they, they shouldn't be, like Bishop, Stortford, etc., etc., et Hereford, you know. But it is what it is. So that's a massive, massive um, shot in the arm for Gloucester because um, because Spenny were up until two, three weeks ago, were riding high and playing some good football. But I've, having watched them, defensively, they are um, very susceptible to certain types of attack. And um, you can get in, you can get beyond them. You can get around them on the flanks and get in behind very, well, I would say very easily. It looks like Gloucester did that on Saturday. Um, and it, the league is starting to take shape now. You know, Blythe are dropping down the table. Mm. Um I've, there was i'm sure Graham fenton was i haven't heard the interview but i've been told in one of his interviews post match recently that he needs new players um unfortunately one or two players who he um signed again have let him down one of them is hooper you know <laughs> who you know the, the Blythe fans have finally worked him out um we they were warned so, Blythe are starting to go down. Farsley have picked up some good results recently. So, the league is just starting to take shape.
3: Mm.
2: And therefore, that was a massive shot in the arm for Gloucester because they could easily have found themselves adrift if they weren't careful. Yeah. Obviously, think... they...
1: Sorry, Trev, go on. I was going to say, just looking at both tables at the moment, there's such an imbalance of, of games played, though, for everyone in the north and the south there. It's, yes. it's difficult to see. I mean, like, Chester sitting in, in mid, mid-table-ish... So only, only played seventeen three points off the playoffs, win win three games in hand, and all of a sudden they're sitting level with you.
2: Um yeah, and I, I, felt, I thought I Chester were limited, um, if I'm honest. Um well organized, very, very well organized. Um strong defensively, um, but limited to me, look limited in, in attack. Yeah. So if they are going to try, they might try and spoil their way to the playoffs, perhaps. Which is hey, if you, if that's what, if that, if they are the tools you have, you've got to use them. Um, so they might do it, but there's better. There are better footballing teams than them in the division, and quite a few of them.
1: Well, so we will we'll move on to to Worthing, who seem to have come out of their uh, mini slump with um, a draw and a win during their last two games, as we said mentioned a bit earlier they've got two or three games in in hand but just as um just as the north is tight when you go anywhere from about fifth down to about 16th 17th in in your division it's no different in the south it's just so so compact and i think having all these games in such a a close space together for both of you You sides are just beating each other
2: yeah, and that will continue. I mean, there's a, there is a break now. So between, well, well, I, I say a break. I mean, Worthing have got to catch up. But South Shields now have no more mm. um, midweek games until the end of January. Um, and one of those, it might, might. I'm not going to, there was a, there's rumour that we, we've got Farsley Celtic away on a Tuesday night, late January or early February. There's talk that they might bring that, Game forward to the FA Trophy day because both teams are out the trophy. Okay,
1: yeah.
2: Because so, it, then it would be Saturday three o'clock. Better chance, better for everybody concerned, apart from the Shields players. One or two probably wouldn't be able to get back in time, fitness wise. Um, but from a club perspective, it might be good sense. So it's a chance now to get good training sessions in, really work on a lot of different things, and it, it might just help the teams who have that quality but have just had that quality taken out of them with. With um, tiredness, um, people say, "Oh, the professional footballers—they shouldn't be tired." Well, well, they should really, because um, yeah, you're you putting a, a ninety-minute—you know—you're you're running a, a, normally a minimum of ten kilometers over ninety minutes at different speeds. Um, you're bound to get fatigued. So, yeah the, 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 the league. leagues are just starting to take shape saying no, don't look at leagues till Christmas it's probably right I think on this occasion
1: I think yeah I, yeah, I don't think you're wrong there I was, I was just going to pick out a couple from the uh, um, from, from south at the weekend Tunbridge Hammers um, haven't 4-1 um, which I think that makes them 10, 10 unbeaten um, yeah. and they've pushed themselves right onto the edge edge of the plans, so I've played a few more games than everyone else but it seems Jay, Jay Saunders has got his team just about right, I saw them Last Tuesday evening, take on um, Averley, who were were up in second, um, and was a thoroughly ent- entertaining game. It was a one one draw, which was probably well, which is probably the right result in the end. Although yeah. Averley's Averley's first shot on goal was a penalty in the forty third minute, which put them one 0 <laughs> up. Um, all Tunbridge before that, um, Averley tried to close out the second half, but Tunbridge equalised about midway through, and uh, after that, either side could have could have done it. But um, yeah, they they are right on a. On a, on a good run. And um, I think the most surprising result of the weekend was um, third from bottom Welling thumping Yeovil 4-1, which I never, never saw coming.
3: No, um, no.
2: I, but I guess, you know, if, if Yeovil have turned up thinking, we're going to do this, you are automatically no. 1% off giving 100%. And thats I'll go back to what I said about South Shields in the FA Trophy earlier. There's no way they were 100% at Southport. There's no way a South Shields team at Southport giving 100% would ship four goals,
3: no. not
2: against that Southport team. Um, so your, it looks like Yourville just weren't quite at the races.
1: No, they took the lead as well.
2: Yeah. Which was even worse. Took a lead and probably then went down to 98% instead of
1: 99 <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I'm just going to pick out the uh, the bottom-of-the-table clash coming up this this Saturday. Haven't six points from 19, host Dover with 12 points from 20. Dover are seven points adrift of Welling and Truro, just above them in the in the zone. That's a, that's a massive game for either of those two sides, and even even should Dover win it, there's still going to be four points behind haven't played more games than the two above.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a proverbial six-pointer, isn't it, really? And generally, when you get these six-pointers, they normally end in draws mm. and neither neither get any benefit. No. Um don't think I'll lose any sleep over Dover, struggling, if I'm honest. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Pete will either, but... <laughs> Pete won't. No, I'm, I'm going to big Pete up because he's not yet and he hasn't been very well, so I'm going <laughs> to say that for him.
1: Uh... And then, and, then, and then before we move on to uh, anything else and wrap it up, we'll we uh, we we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Barnet and four uh, four defeats in a row. We've gone from uh, being three points behind Chesterfield a month ago to now third from bottom in the form guide, um, having shipped fourteen
2: in the last six games. So yeah,
1: um,
2: I was lot- talking to you guys on the telly um, on B- well TNT. Mm. Um, and I saw, you know, you got your equaliser, and then I thought, oh well. And then I watched another ten ten minutes or so, and then I had to do yeah. something, and then I went back. Four one. Like, mm. mm. What happened?
1: Well, we went b- before we played Gateshead the Saturday prior. Uh, we'd uh, we'd gone two hundred and three two hundred and three days without losing at home. And mm-hmm. then in the space of four days, like London buses, we lose two in a row. Um, I didn't I didn't go to the Gateshead game. Apparently, absolutely outplayed us. Best side we've played, said everybody, best in Chesterfield. Um yeah. and that's the general consensus whenever you speak to anybody about Gateshead. Funny enough, Chesterfield's one game in hand is at home to Gateshead, so that should be an absolute stormer. Um yeah. Oldham last year was horrendous. Absolutely, probably the worst game I saw us play last year at home. Um, and, and and this year was, um, I suppose, bizarre in a way, because we controlled it for the first 25 minutes, um, yeah. but they didn't get a sniff of the ball. Had, had a couple of good chances before they scored. Uh, Laurie made a horrendous hash of a mistake, gave away the penalty. Mm-hmm. And um, that actually put a spring in their step. And ours didn't ours didn't recover even after we equalised just before the hour mark. Um we went back into ourselves again. But we still yeah. excuse me, created enough chances to have got something out of the game. Um and um people are people are losing their marbles a little bit because we'd lost three in a row by that point. We lost again at the yeah. weekend to Wildstone, having been two one up at half time, um, and losing to your local well, I'll say your local rivals, they they see it as a massive great rivalry. We see it as one game out of 46 that we play. Yeah. Um, but you still don't. You still don't want to lose. So um, there isn't. There, there isn't panic from Dean. There isn't panic from Connors his assistant. Um, I spoke to both of them last week before the game on uh, Saturday, and I wrote a piece last week as well. Um, you know, teams teams go through blips. Ours is quite bizarre because it's almost mirroring exactly the same time last year and then we went on a three month unbeaten run where we we couldn't concede mm-hmm. we couldn't lose if we tried yeah. um something isn't something isn't quite right not quite sure what it is but it's uh, you know we're again as we said about 20 minutes ago that all of us would have taken our positions yep. where we are this year were they maybe a place or two higher but you know we're we're punching against some budgets that are ridiculous against what what we've got um and I know budgets are always a contentious contentious thing as well, but um there are definitely clubs with much bigger budgets than than, than what are. we've got. There's um a good, Well
2: Chester just a, just a field Fields, it's promotional, bus. I mean, yeah, good.
1: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um but I mean we've we've now got a two week break, Newport away in the FA Cup next Saturday, and then we've got Maidstone at home in the FA trophy, so we don't take to the national league field and uh for uh, until the twelfth of December when we when we host Dagnham, who we should have played this weekend. So um, you know, hopefully two two full weeks as well of, of training. There's no midweek games in between. Um yep. you know, it might make a it might make a, a, a big difference. But you know, at the end of the day, no one's got a, a divine right to win any game of football. You have to earn that right every time you step on the pitch. And I think a few of ours have got actually this season, and because we won a lot of games last year, they've got too used to winning, but when we do lose games they seem to think we shouldn't be losing games, but
2: um the fickle nature of a football fan, isn't it? I, I, it is. I, I find myself being slightly fickle at times. So I look back to Saturday, and um I was getting myself wound up during the game, and then in hindsight, I think, nah, it wasn't that bad. Hmm. We we should have we should have won. We should have done better, but we're, t- we're just probably trying to. We're trying to. We're trying to find perfection. And, you, you, and while you strive for excellence and strive for, for being the you know perfect, you're never going to get there. So you, I just think that um, there's definitely, I think all three clubs have hit the buffers a little bit, mm. but it's a long enough season where you can regroup, reassess, yeah. see where your strengths and weaknesses lie. Where can we get, can we can we bring someone in to plug that gap that we think is there? Um, so, yeah. It's a. It's been a good season so far.
1: Yeah, I think the only thing that, that disappointed me on Wednesday night, because obviously you know it's normally a Tuesday, was just the fact that Oldham didn't have to work for any of their four goals. They were so no. easy. Um, yeah. And then and then to see Oldham get thumped four four one by Ebbsfleet with their first <laughs> win, I think, in about fifteen at the weekend. You just think that was a pointless. That was pointless them taking the three points almost.
2: It is and. It- it reaffirms the fact that if, like you said last, just now, last season, Barnett went on a two, three months unbeaten run. If you can get some momentum, I mean, I look at South Shield's next five fixtures, they're all very winnable. We've got some travel to do. We're at Bishop Stortford on Saturday, um, but that's an overnight stay for the players, so the, the coach journey shouldn't come into it. Um, uh, Peterborough Sports at home, away to Rushall, Blythe Spartans home and away over the Christmas and New Year. The win- these are winnable fixtures. Mm. It only needs two or three of those consecutive victories for people to just shut up. And all of a sudden you're back in the, yeah, right back in the hunt. or You're probably mm. going to go top because everybody else beats everybody else.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's just just the way it goes isn't it. But as Dean said, we dust ourselves down, move on to the next one. It's gone and it's gone and uh, gone and dusted. But and it's almost gone and dusted for us.
3: Um, yeah. Where
1: are you off to this week, Chris? No, no midweek game
2: this week for you, is there? No, no midweek. And Shields away to Bishop Stortford. It's a one o'clock kickoff, so it'll be on right. the um, National League TV at one o'clock. So um, I shall be watching South Shields away to Bishop Stortford on National League TV.
1: Didn't, didn't fancy a trip down to Essex then.
2: No, <laughs> I'm going down to London in a few weeks for the World Darts, So I thought, well, you know, yeah, I'll give this one a miss.
1: Yes, yeah, a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. Well, I think uh, I've. With... What are you doing? Uh, t- Tuesday night, which 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 would have passed by the time the pod comes out. But I think the consensus might be Worthing Worthing versus Littlehampton in the Sussex Senior Cup. Um, mm-hmm. although I'm leaning more towards um, standing against Hassett because I think if I wrap the paper quickly it's something like fifth against second, uh, no fifth against third yeah fifth against third in the in the uh, Southern Combination Premier Division so um, I'm leaning a bit towards that, either way both games on plastic so mm-hmm. no chance of it being off and um, Saturday yep. I shall be going nowhere but London because I'm away for my birthday very happy birthday in
2: advance, Trev. Thank you very much. So, uh, I could yeah. think, think of you the weekend whilst I'm enjoying watching the football on National League TV with <laughs> the beer, <laughs> yeah. But hmm. it's a football fest at the weekend because I'm nowhere non league. But, um, we've got uh, I think Sunderland will be on at three o'clock, and then there's two TV games, uh, two, two televised games at, at uh, 5.30 and eight o'clock. So, it's a feast of football.
1: Brilliant stuff. Sounds absolutely sounds absolutely ideal, and I'll uh, I'll be I'll I'll definitely definitely be back to it uh, week on Tuesday as well. So, um, everyone, thanks for thanks for listening, tuning in. Um, next time we record, you might be able to hear more than uh, two voices. Um, but uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this one, and uh, the the uh, dynamics been that little bit different with uh, just a couple. And obviously, our thanks to uh, Hugo Langton as well yeah. for uh, from Aldershot for joining us earlier in the show. So. Thanks everyone for listening and uh, we'll see you again in two weeks time.